was good. Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glickson alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story. It doesn't even matter what the intro is. It's an emergency pod because Arizona State University basketball, the number 16 team unbeaten in the country, went into Allen Fieldhouse and beat Kansas by 10, put up 95 points on the second-ranked Jayhawks. Matt, it was a day. It was. It was. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, in the process uh, right now of back and watching the game again um, in order to, like, verify that it actually happened. But, uh, yeah, it happened. And, uh, yeah, pretty pretty, uh, impressive. Um, You know, continues a season that has – so far met and exceeded our expectations certainly uh long ago you know i said it november i'm gonna say it still december it's just december but you can't help but be excited by what's going on asu now went to a neutral site and put up over 100 on xavier who is a good team they they came out of that and they beat up a couple ranked teams and then went on the road first road game of the year after playing a neutral site game against St. John's and they get blitzed early at Kansas. Yeah. They're down 15 to two. Kansas misses one shot to open the game, which they offensive rebounded and put back. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Trey Holder basically keeps the team in the game for the first 10 minutes. Yeah. You know, I think of the first 14 points, he had seven. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, it could have got away. Um, And and that's why, you know, you love having the the veterans that we do because, you know, you you look at guys like that and they respond when the times get tough, and they were tough right away in this game. I mean, the poise to come back, and they never took a lead in the first half. They got it back within one. Kansas stretched it out again to as much as – I yeah. think seven or eight. And then ASU was able to keep it to three with a, you know, 90 foot shot at the end of the first half yeah. uh, to tie it. That obviously wasn't close. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, uh, I, you know, the, the uh, end of, you know, the second part of the first half, you know, uh, from the, from the 10 minute mark on was one where we just kind of, they kept us at arm's length, but we never let it get too far away. You know, we closed the gap from that 15-2. to two. We got it went on a 10-0 run to make it a three-point game, 15-12. And the rest of the first half was kind of played within a three- to eight-point margin. Um, and, and, you know, we hung in. They had a couple of stretches where it felt like, and I think, you know, I read the um, Republic story Doug Haller wrote, kind of said the same thing. It felt like, you know, they were one – run away from kind of putting the game away, even though it would have been the first half, you know, it could have gotten up by 15 and, you know, then it's tough. And, and we just kept answering, kept getting off the ropes, you know, whatever cliche you want to use, um, you know, finish the half strong. I think it was 40 to 32. We got the last five points, if I remember correctly, to go in with a little momentum. Second half didn't start great. We were down eight again early in the second half, and then came the run that, you know, really turned the game uh, from 48-40 to 65-52 in in about, I think, five minutes or so. The run was sparked by the guard play, as much of the season has been. The game was, yeah. But 
Remy Martin came in five steals, 20-plus points. First time he's cracked 20 in his career. Um, and just a beast as a defender. Disruptive. Yeah. In addition to the steals, he forced uh, a couple travels. And, you know, just some ill-advised passes. He got on the floor. There were loose balls that ASU was hustling for. I think, and I don't know in your rewatch if you've been able to see it, but one of the key plays to me was we're on defense. We make a stop. Cody Justice sort of flips the ball back in bounds and just kind of is loose on the ground um, because mm-hmm. the Kansas player thought it was going out of bounds. And Martin hustled over before the Kansas player yes. even turned around, picked it up, and led the fast break the other way. Yep, 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 yeah. He's... he's uh been everything you know we read about in the preseason and the, you know some of those closed scrimmages and exhibitions and you know we heard that boy this guy's gonna force his way onto the court we've got these three senior guards and they're all good but this guy's gonna make you know this team play him basically and he's done it and and today was a great example i mean he showed balls you know for lack of a better word um to be able to play his best game yet probably you know pretty darn tough environment is uh, you know just uh, i mean it, it gives you hope not only for what brings the rest of this year but you know as the mantle you know gets passed to him next year because these three guards that are that are good they're all seniors um you know you you just think you know well there's there's somebody there that you can feel good about but let's worry about you know i mean as i say that let's worry about next year next year we got we got a team here and and we got a you know the expectations that we set at the start of the year, they've changed. Oh um, yeah. And I mean, and, and, you know, for good, like, I mean, there's, there's no more, you know, let's hang around the bubble. Uh, that would be hugely disappointing at this point. You know, when you could do what this team's done so far, uh, you should be a tournament team and a, and hopefully an upper tier kind of tournament team. I mean, and I, I don't care that after the game, Bill Self said this was a soft Kansas team, Bill Self at home. Yeah has this was loss number 11 for him at home for Kansas he's won 13 conference titles at Kansas he has more conference titles than losses at home Uh uh-huh okay and at the end of the year very likely I mean we do this every year with Kansas you know they look a little vulnerable in in December there's a two or three other big 12 teams but if you had to put money down you'd probably pick Kansas to win that big 12 again because that's just what they do um, you know, somebody eventually will take them down. Maybe it's this year. Uh, and, and, you know, is this a great Kansas team, you know, as good as some of the teams in the last decade? Probably not, but it's still really good. And they are still really tough to beat at home. Um, and, you know, it, would it be a surprise at all if this is the only game they lose at home all year? I mean, I wouldn't think so. Um, as you said, basically that's on average. They lose about one game at home per year. Uh, and sometimes not that. So, you know, yeah, it's a big win. There's there's no uh, there's no watering it down, you know, as far as I'm concerned. It's a huge win. It comes on the heels of a win, you know, 36 hours prior uh, on the, you know, on the West Coast. You had to travel with a thin bench, and you come out and play this way. I mean, every excuse in the book was lined up for this team to lose today. Um, you know, a tough travel, and it's finals, and, and you know, we're on the road, and it's Kansas, and they just they didn't accept those excuses, and that was really great to see. The coaching job that Bobby Hurley did to, to get this team ready to play a, a neutral game in L.A. and then fly to 
Lawrence and play Kansas in one of the toughest buildings in the country is a, it, it cannot be oversold. And, and I and I no. don't want to go, you know, gambo on Twitter and talk about how well now Bobby Hurley's gonna leave. Yeah, maybe. But but <laughs> yeah, not nah, today, nah, not, not before that. the end of the right, season. Exactly. And and this season exactly. has a chance to be special. You know, what I do want to yeah. talk about though is the social media reaction of people who vote in the AP poll. Yeah. Yeah. And some who don't. Doug Gottlieb said that Arizona State should be the number one team in the country given their record. But he wasn't alone right. in that. There were a couple of ESPN writers. Andy yeah. Katz at NCAA said, you know, I've been on this bandwagon for weeks and I keep moving them up. Yeah. He had them sixth in his, you know, in his power rankings last week. There's not much more up he can go, but they're going to go no. up again, he said. You know? No, I mean, I, I definitely think that, you know, when the poll gets announced tomorrow uh, afternoon, you know, late morning here in Arizona, we should be in the top 10 and, and maybe higher than that. Um, and, you know, are we the number one team in the country? I mean, uh, I don't think so. Um, but here's what's nice, you know, <laughs> to even suggest that and not, you know, have people want to drug test you. You know, like we're we're kind of you know we're in heady territory right now, um, uh, you know, and and I, you know, I, how do I put it? Like, does it mean anything being you know top ten in the country in December at the end of the day at the end of the year? No, but I think we should enjoy this moment. Well, because, this it's you it's know, the you don't advice get moments like this that often. What's the advice you gave in Dennis Erickson's first year? Hey, cherish yes. this. Ch- cherish these yes. wins because you don't know where yes. this is going to go, and right now it's no. pretty freaking great. And well, and, and, you know, I remember very well, um, I'm in my apartment right now, I remember being in the exact same place a little over four years ago when we beat UCLA in football to win the Pac-12 South. And I remember talking to you as soon as that game ended and saying, you know, let's enjoy this moment. We don't know what's coming next. Um, you know, and, and what came next, you know, well, we beat Arizona. It was great, but we didn't win the pac 12. We, you know, okay, but just enjoy the moment for what it is. This is why you're a sportsman. You know, at the end of the year, are we going to win the national championship? Well, the odds are against us as they are everybody. I mean, only one team's going to, um, so will there be some disappointment at the end of the year when, when we bow out, if we do? Yeah, but man, let's just enjoy this for what it is. It's December 10th. We're undefeated. There's only seven teams left in the country who can say that. We're one of them. We just won at a place that very few teams win. As I said this morning, great players and great teams have gone in there and not won. We just won. So let's just, you know, savor it for what it is and not think about the future and not think about next year and where Bobby Hurley's going to go. I mean, I know that's what Twitter does, but, you know, I just want to enjoy the moment for just, just a beat. Think about this, about this game. After the 15-2 to uh, explosion out of the gates, we outscored them 93-70 to in the next yeah. 34 minutes of game action. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, I mean, the team scored 95 points at Allen Fieldhouse. That's it's, insane. Uh, it, it's very impressive that, you know, they're scoring like this, and it seems able to do it in different ways. Like, you know, we've we've scored like this. And yes, we shoot threes well, but I, I mean, I don't know from what I've seen, you know, and it's not going to happen every game, but this is a sustainable way of playing, I believe, because it's not just a, oh, we got to shoot threes and be hot. I mean, it, yeah, if we go ice cold from three, is that going to, you know, hurt us? Definitely, as it would everybody. Um, 
but you know, it's it's not a gicky team. It's a team that can get up and down. They can score in transition. Um, they have size. You know, as much as we talk about how good the guards were today, and they were great. The addition of having a little bit of size makes such a difference. I mean, Daquan Lake has a couple blocks in the second half. Romello White can score inside the bucket that finally put us ahead was Romello White. Um, you know, so it, there's just an element to this team that wasn't there last year that makes these guards even better than they could be without them. Like, I mean, they're good, and they're the best part of the team. But having that size is so huge to complement it. Well, I mean, we only were out-rebounded by three with a team yeah. that has all-American big men. And, yeah. you know, that on its own is impressive. We also forced, I think it was 16 turnovers. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, and to your point about the three-pointer going away, I mean, Cody Justice didn't make a shot in the first half. No, um, right. And I think what we saw today was some very exciting slash and kick or slash and finish moves mm-hmm. from – Evans and Holder and Martin. I mean, there was there was a stretch where Martin took over um, when he yes, made the steal so and he held off um, the guy from Kansas. I can't remember his name. Number yep, ten, yep. and he just kept him on his hip pocket and slowed down and and laid it in, and it and was finished. like nothing. Yeah, it put was us just, up by seven. It yeah, was, it was part of that fifteen zero run. You know, when we went from down two to up thirteen. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, they are. They are impressive because they can do more than just shoot. All four of those guys can shoot from the outside, but they can also do a little more than that. And and so that's why I say I, you know, I don't feel like we're reliant on three. Certainly, you know, it, it's a weapon for us. And and you know, if if we have a game where everybody goes cold, that's going to hurt us. But that's the thing. We have more than one guy. We have more than two guys, as you said. Cody Justice didn't have a very good game today. But he had a great game on Friday when Trey Holder didn't have a very good game. And we won both of those games. I mean, so the ability to survive without, you know, everybody clicking, that was what we didn't have last year. Last year to win a game, all of our good players had to play well. We could not win without it. This year, we can win a game when Trey Holder goes two for 12 or when Cody Justice doesn't make a basket for the whole first half because we have a little more depth and the ability to make up for that if a guy struggles. Well, and talk about Cody Justice today. He, I, you know, he wasn't shooting the ball well, but there were a couple times where I said out loud, man, three years of having to play power forward has really helped his yeah. rebounding. He, yeah. he secures the ball very well for a guard. He does. He does. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's the beauty. We, you know, we talked about it before the year, and I don't think we thought it would be this good, but I, I certainly didn't. I don't think you did either. But, you know, having these three senior guards and, you know, good teams, oftentimes you can point to situations like that. You have that experience. You have, you know, good guard play. That's such a commonality among the best teams in college basketball every year and veteran guard play, especially. And we have it. And and it's, you know, it's carrying us and it's going to carry us however far we go this year. Um, you know, because they they are all solid. I mean, Shannon Evans, big shot. You know, Lee gets down to six, the crowd's going nuts, and he steps up and makes a three. Uh, I mean, it just that's the beauty of having more than one guy because, you know, you don't know who it's going to be. Might be Trey Holder that makes that dagger shot. Might be Justice, might Martin, might be Evans. Uh, and that makes you to guard. And, you know, most of the second half, we played that four-guard lineup with one big. 
and it worked well. Now there's going to be teams we have to go a little bit bigger against, but we can this year. That's the that's another great thing. We can do that if we have to. We can play big. We can play a you know a, a Vitaly Scheibel or a Mickey Mitchell or Lawrence when he comes back. This yeah. was a game we could get by with four guards, and and you know then you you're flexible going forward. Well, and the one thing that they've done is they've mixed in not a lot, but enough of Lake and White playing together that yes. it won't be crazy if another team goes with two bigs to, to have the two of them together. Yeah, and, and you're going to have to. I mean, you're probably going to have to, you know, in, in three weeks uh, when we go to Arizona to start the Pac-12. You know, they've got size. You know, the Aiton kid is is a freak. Uh, I mean, you know, he's he's a potential number one draft pick, and he will be very difficult to stop. Um, you know, so you're going to have to do that uh, when, when you go against teams like that. But – as we know, not a lot of teams in college basketball have much size anymore. Teams play very guard-oriented. So the approach you saw today, it'll work a lot of times. There's going to be a few games where it doesn't, but more often than not, I think it will work. Absolutely. And, and having the ability to just cycle through guys. And, and I'm curious because everyone said Kamani Lawrence was going to start on this team. Yeah. And, and we haven't seen him. We have the no. luxury now of, I mean, Mickey Mitchell, I thought today was going to, I thought from how they talked, he was going to start and he was going to play 15 minutes. He played yeah. six off the bench and I, I think maybe 30 seconds near the end of the game to have another free throw shooter yeah. on the floor. Um, yeah. But they can do that with Lawrence too. Lawrence isn't going to come can. in and ask him, they're not going to ask him to start. They're, they can say, hey, we, we need you for two minutes here. G- give yeah. Shannon Evans a breather for two minutes. Okay, now yeah. oh, you're playing well. Yeah. Stay on. We'll let Cody Justice take a breather for two minutes. Yeah, I mean Trey yeah. Holder's I mean, gonna the, Trey Holder's gonna play every minute of every game, but that's just how it's gonna be. He, yeah, yeah, you know, and and you know, ultimately those are the guys we're going to win and lose with is those those four guards. Um, you know, the majority of the time, you know, three of them will be on the court. Sometimes all four, like was today. But yeah, I mean, I, I think the goal for Lawrence should be, you know, early February. You should be primed and ready and by that point you know the kink should be worked out provided he can come back you know at the end of december early january like they're projecting and he's out of his his boot now apparently so that's a good sign that we're we're on track but you know you can bring him along slow and you know he like i said this morning unlike mitchell he hasn't been practicing so there's just going to be some rust on him i'm sure um and you know there was some rust on mitchell you know it's that's a tough first game to play in you know, gosh, a, a year and a half. I mean, the last time he played a game was the end of the 2016 season. So it's been a long time since he played, a, you know, almost two full calendar years. That's a tough first place to make your debut. So there's going to be some kinks there, too. But, yeah, I mean, I think that's got to be the goal because when you get to the tournament, and, again, I think it's reasonable now to start talking about what you can do in the tournament. A guy like Lawrence could be huge with, you know, the skill set he supposedly has. We haven't seen it. But, you know, you, you certainly very likely could run into a team. You're going to need him at full speed. Yeah. Well, and I, I, to your point about talking about making the tournament, yes. The, yeah. The, you, you're going to be at, at, you know, in December, you're going to be, you would expect, a top 10 team. Yeah. You should be in the tournament. Yeah. You should be a tournament yeah. team. No matter what happens the rest yeah. of the way, you've got quality wins. And assuming they don't read their press clippings <laughs> too closely, you know, the, the Vandy game. And mm-hmm. then they've got two more that are kind of two that should be cupcake games yeah. there at the end of December. Yeah, and, um, and then know, you're talking Christmas. about conference games, and that 
yeah. means something different. To, to, you it know, does. I don't think this team's it going does. undefeated, but if they can make it to the conference with no losses, yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, and, and Vandy's not a gimme. Uh, the other two should be. So at, at the very worst, you should be 11-1 and one going into conference play, which is beyond my expectations and even my wildest dreams when this – you know, schedule was laid out in front of me. I thought maybe nine and three was realistic. Um, uh, you know, so yeah, I mean, and, and let's just say the other thing, the PAC 12 doesn't look that good. Um, Arizona is going to be pretty good. You know, they had the embarrassing week there in the Bahamas, but they're pretty good. Um, beyond that, yeah, I mean, Oregon doesn't look very good. UCLA doesn't look very good. SC's already lost a couple games. One of their best players is sitting out with eligibility issues that may or may not be worked out all year. Um, and so, you know, why not? I mean, you should be able to do some damage in the conference too. And really, uh, you know, I do think that hopefully by the time, you know, Selection Sunday arrives, we're talking about, you know, what seed are we going to be getting? And, and that seed is more like, you know, somewhere between – uh, one and six, somewhere like that. Uh, you know, I, I think that's a reasonable expectation at this point. For what it's worth, Harden, the team that made the tournament, was a six. Jahi a Carson's six. team yeah. that made the tournament was a ten. Um, yeah, so it's like Diagu's team, I believe, was a ten as well. Yeah, so it's been uh, a little so bit. Yeah, I mean, uh, it has, it has. I, I don't think, I'm not sure if in the era of '64 and um, '68 teams that we've ever been better than a six seed. That might be the highest seed we've gotten when the, I think the tournament expanded in 85. Um, we haven't been to the tournament that many times since 85, so there's not many times to go back and track. Uh, you know, I know Mario Bennett's team got to the tournament in 85, I believe, um, and got to the Sweet 16. I think it's the last time we made the Sweet 16. So it's been a long time. There's not a lot of basketball history to speak of. And like I said, this is heady territory for Arizona State to be – talked about in this way to win a game like this um and you know all those questions that you said you know about reading your press clippings and they're they're very good points and we will see how this team responds but for right now i'm just gonna soak in the moment we don't play another game for seven days so i gotta i got a few days as a fan to just enjoy this one before i start thinking of anything else Oh, as a fan, read everything. I mean, I went through Twitter yes. after the game to read everyone what they were saying during the game. Then I waited two <laughs> hours, went back on Twitter, and read everything that happened since then, you know, national yeah. news and things. I, I was excited to see that there's a rally that's going to happen at WeatherUp tonight when the team gets back. Is there? Good. Yeah. Good. I hadn't even seen that. Yeah. I mean, what will, what will be also exciting to see, I hope is exciting, is what does the attendance look like next, next Sunday? Um, you know, that's been a common point when Herb Sendek was here, frustration about attendance. And, you know, it, it would be good to see the place crowded. Um, you know, is a sellout too much to ask? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, it, you know, it shouldn't be. But I know Arizona State and it's the holiday season as well. So you got to factor that in. Students are probably not going to be around. Um, but, you know, yeah, I, I hope we have good crowds and you know, people respond. That's that's what this city does. They respond to bandwagon. Hopefully the bandwagon is going to start to fill up. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of the Levi Watkins tweet, but he said no. uh, there's no more room. It's, you know, the train has left the station <laughs> and there's no more there's room. room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, uh, you know, I think 
it's funny that you say that because, you know, I, I was hearing from people today that I have not talked ASU basketball with much over the last several years, if ever. And I was thinking to myself, well, you know, you, you kind of it's like people who are big soccer fans and then soccer gets big, you know, when the, when the world comes around and they kind of get defensive like, hey, you know, this is we're this group and don't join us. And I kind of feel that way a little bit. Like, you know what? You didn't care about ASU basketball when, when we sucked, so don't talk to me now. But at the same time, that's what we need. We need people to care about the program. That, you know, we have to, we have to build that base. Um, and so, you know, we, we need a little bit of that bandwagon to hop and, you know, get people on board and then hopefully keep them on board. You know, that's the biggest thing is to sustain this for more than a week or a month or whatever, um, you know, but yeah, there's, there's a bit of a feeling, I guess I would go along with him of like, Hey, if you weren't there for the last two years, uh, don't bother showing up now, uh, you know, but that's realistically, that's not the way it is. Yeah. I mean, I was looking around for these people last season and Hurley's yeah. first year yeah. after the conference season started and, uh, yeah. for much of the Sendek year that after doesn't Harden. happen. <laughs> right. Right, even with Harden. I mean, let's just be honest. When you know the, the two James Harden years, how many sellouts did we have? Not very many. Um, you know, of, of, I remember the UCLA game, the U of A games, obviously. Um, but you know, this it's a it's a very difficult program that from our year, um, and hopefully this is right next because uh, not only are we winning, but we're winning in exciting fashion. And you and I have talked about this before, you know, when it comes to Phoenix sports. You have to be exciting. Herb Sendek's team were never exciting. This team is, is exciting. I mean, they fill it up. They, they run up and down. Uh, and, and, you know, man, you can't ask for much more than what this team has done so far. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really something. Um, maybe they'll yeah. even have to take down yeah, the maybe – they'll, maybe they'll have to take down the big signs and, and have <laughs> – That you would know. be good. That would be good, yeah. Look, if top ten team, you should have a packed house for a weekend game, uh, you know, in December. Uh, I mean, you know, if you're going to be in that stratosphere, you just should. You know, it, it, there should not be blocks of empties in the upper deck. So I hope there isn't. You know, it will be interesting to see because, as I said, this is territory we've not been in, and and so it's a test for everybody, not the coaches and the players, but. The fans, the students, uh, you know, this is like, you know, pinch me kind of territory. I mean, you've probably heard it in my voice sometimes talking like I'm almost like a little lost for words. I'm not quite sure how to deal with what is going on right now. No, it's really – I don't know. I don't know what to say. I, I'm thrilled. I'm stunned. Uh, and I love this team. This team is going to be yeah. – this team is going to be special, even if even if the rest of the year is pedestrian. This is a special year. Yeah, I agree. I mean, and, and you you hope it is. I mean, we've I've labored this point with you about football and how I want another year. I think I've probably said it on these recordings. I know I've talked to you. I want a nineteen ninety six that you and I can can feel like we were a part of. You know, we're not gonna, we didn't get it as students, but. As fans, I mean, we you know we were living in Tucson in '96. I kind of liked ASU, um, but you know it wasn't it wasn't that. I want that year in football. We look back with you know with romantic feelings about maybe this is it for basketball. No, you know we, time will tell. We'll see how good this team turns out to be at the end of the year. Um, but I hope it is. You know, hopefully it's one of those years that 20 years from now we're talking about how good this was. 
I hope that uh, Powell took Quentin to the pep rally. I think that it is great that he and Elisa have chosen to raise Quentin as an ASU fan, uh, perhaps against the will of both of them, but they're doing it, and, and that's, that's right. great. Um, we'll be back. We'll do something in the middle of the week. We'll talk about things. Nothing is going to be as important between here and there as this. Um, we will do our bowl preview in the middle of the week. Don't forget to sign up for that. Uh, check our Twitter feed, Passwords Blown Coverage. Text me if you have questions. Uh, beat Powell. Powell won last time. So if you beat him, you're doing something right. Beating us doesn't really yep. mean anything. We're terrible. But but Powell's good. So, you know, something to, <laughs> yes. something to strive for. But uh, until next time, enjoy the win. Soak it up. He's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast.